We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Part two of today's show is going to talk about who's got to step up this weekend for Notre Dame. We talked about the matchup. We talked about the numbers. We talked about, you know, um, they've got to stop this part of the game. They got to stop that part of the game. They got to, they got to do these type of type of type of things and stop this number and this matchup. But at the end of the day, it still comes down to people, right? Football is a game played by people. And and who are the people that are going to step up and, and and say, hey, look, I got this. Ryan and I talked about it yesterday, right, when we're talking about things that Notre Dame um, needs to do as a football team and and say, hey, look, we're we're going to you know, we've got to get better here. Got to get better there. But one thing we talked about on offense was the playmakers got to step up. And one thing that we talked about on defense was who are the um, who are the stoppers? Who are the guys who are going to step up in big moments and make those stops? And that's going to be kind of the question. So as I go through this and I talk about the step-up time for offense, it's going to be a couple individuals and then a unit. And these players, to me, is are, are you know, like somebody just said, comment from Richard Stevens in the chat, whole dang team and staff's got to step up. True. But, okay, here's today's show. Everybody's got to step up. All right, everybody, have a great rest of your day. There are guys above everybody else that, to me, are unique to this particular matchup, that are unique to the mentality that Notre Dame has to have to win this football game, that have to be able to say, hey, look, in this moment, I need you to really step up and lead us to victory. Those are the more complex parts of it that are unique to the matchup that I'm going to discuss. Otherwise, it'd be a 30-second show where I'd tell everybody has got to step up and then you know go grab some lunch or something, right? There are three aspects on offense that have got to be better from a player standpoint because we have we have beaten the coaching part up to death. They've got to be better. We've talked about that a million times. That's a given. If you don't know that the offensive staff's got to be better by now, I, I don't. Maybe you took a you know, maybe you're on sabbatical the last month, and you're just getting back. Fair enough. Staff's got to step up. But here's the three right here to me that are going to have the biggest aspects of it. Number one offensive line 
and I talked about this in the last segment. I want to say it again. The offensive line has got to step up in for two important areas, in, in for two important reasons. As I said in the previous segment, if the offensive line comes out in this game and sets the tone for Notre Dame, they can win this football game. If the offensive line does not come out and set the tone, it's going to be much, much harder to win this football game. And I don't know that Notre Dame can win this football game. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Notre Dame has a huge must-win game against USC this weekend. And if you're looking for last-minute tickets for this battle between the Irish and the Trojans, or if you're looking for tickets to your favorite comedy club or concerts or other favorite activities, then Game Time is the place for you. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. That's gametime.co. So there are some technical aspects that that it, that this is included. You've got to play sound football. You've got to play disciplined football. You've got to play as a unit. You've got to limit the run-throughs by the defensive line. When they're bringing pressures, you've got to get a body on a body and be physical because Sometimes, you know, guy comes through the, the line, you knock that sucker so hard that he goes flying into another guy and you kind of take out two guys with one block. 
but 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 there are technical things that kind of have to be done. They've got to be more disciplined, be more sound. You know, I've had people say, well, you know, these guys played better. It's like, yeah, that guy played better when he was engaged, but there was too many guys coming through where you don't know who's supposed to block who. Those are all things that are going to have to play better. They have to play technically better to win this football game. Rocco Spindler's got to move his feet off the line of scrimmage and get after. Blake Fisher has to be locked in, you know, with what his assignments are. He's got to be consistent, you know, with his effort. You know, Pat Coogan, narrow your base, dude. Come flying off. Uh, playing Billy Shrouth would make a lot of sense in a game like this. Joe Walt has not played like the best left tackle in college football the last two weeks. He's got to play like the best temp left tackle in college football this week. So there's sort of a, you know, step up and be your guy. Be your, be your, be the best version of yourself as an individual, and then be the best version of yourself uh, as a unit, and come out and play your game. They have not played their game in recent weeks. If the offensive line plays Saturday like they did against Ohio State a few weeks ago, then you're going to be you're going to be pretty darn good because this is front seven's nothing like Ohio State's front seven. And and so their talent overall talent up front is better than it was last year, but it's still not elite. It's not it's not some, you know, it's not what Ohio State's going to throw out there. It's not what some of these other top teams are throwing out there. That this unit's got to play well. So there's the practical aspect of it. They've got to play well. They've got to get the run game going. They've got to protect the quarterback. They've got to make sure that they're giving Hartman a clean pocket. Uh, if there are guys they can't block and Hartman's going to have to be responsible for getting the backs over there, the backs got to step up or, or Sam's got to throw hot or whatever the case may be. But if those guys are coming free because they've got more than you can block, you've got to d- dominate your guy which makes it easier for the running backs and the quarterbacks to make those guys miss. Cause what you can't have the guy comes through, Sam knows it. So he steps around, runs out of the pocket. And then all of a sudden Blake's getting beat on the right side or Joe's getting beat on the left side. And their guy comes off and makes the play on them. Can't have that. Right. So you've got to be able to come out and play your, to your best of your ability. And we've seen it. Right. And somebody, somebody down here saying they haven't shown they can do that against the be- against good teams. Nonsense, nonsense. The best, the, the, arguably the best game this offensive line had all year was against Ohio State, right? I mean, the the the, the arguably the best front seven you've played this season outside of Ohio State when you include linebackers, NC State, right? You did what you needed to do in those games, right? The problem has been they didn't play well against Duke, they didn't play well against Louisville, they didn't play well against, um, I think Tennessee State. They have played well in some other games. You're not making any sense, bro. I hate to say it to you, but like I shouldn't be distracted by what you're saying. But you you can't when you get proven wrong, you can't change move the goalposts, man. We're talking about the O line, right? We're talking about how the O line needs to play. You said they haven't shown they can do that against the best teams. I just pointed out how they did that against the best team you played, and you say, well, they didn't win the game. It's not what we're talking about, right? There's other guys we're going to talk about here. But if the offensive line plays like they did against Ohio State. This team will win because USC doesn't have Denzel Burke a corner. They don't have Josh Proctor at safety. They don't have Davidson at corner. They don't have the players Ohio State had, right? So they do need to play like they have in some of the best game, biggest games this season. The best this offensive line played all year is in the biggest game they've played up to this point in time. So let's not be that fan base. Let's not be that hyperbolic fan base that does the whole, oh, they didn't step up in the big games. They didn't step up in this. We're trying to have a football conversation here, all right? And the fact of the matter is, this Notre Dame offensive line, when they have been on this season, including against Ohio State, 
has been dominant. Last year, same deal. When they don't play well, like they did against USC, they struggle to run the ball. When they step up in big games, like they did against Clemson, they run the ball and they dominate. So it's not about, oh, they don't do it against the best teams. That's that's weak. That's weak. That's not what we do here, right? Here's the fact. This is a game that they're more than capable of playing well in. Will they play well? I don't know. Neither do you. Is there a pattern of, well, they don't play well against the good teams, but they do against bad? In this instance, no, that's not true. That's why the offensive line is so important because they haven't been a, you play great against good te- bad teams, but bad against bad teams. So like when we get into the pass game in a second, that's absolutely been the story so far this season. But when, when you look at it from this standpoint, and when you look at it from the standpoint of this matchup and this unit, it is not about, it is not about whether or not you can go out there and play against the best teams. Mike Farino just said this, and this is a true statement. This is a, a, a super chat from uh, Mike Farino. says, Jack Sawyer, Ohio State defensive end, said that the Notre Dame offensive line was the best he has faced. He played against 21 and 22 Michigan, and he played against 22 Georgia, and he also played against 2022 Notre Dame as well. So when this unit plays its best, they are dominant. That, to me, Ryan, is what makes this whole thing so frustrating is because you are capable of playing better. When you watch them against Ohio State and then you watch them against Duke, it's like we're watching two different units, and that's the maddening part. It's like how can you be that good against them? How can you make the blocks you made against NC State and then play like that against Louisville? Right? Like that's the frustrating part of it. The worst game you had all year was against Louisville. They're not even in the top three. Not even the top three of best defensive fronts you've played this year, right? And you just said it's disappointing. There's no consistency. That's the issue, right? Now we're talking, speaking the same language, my man. Now we're speaking the same language, right? It's not about they don't play well against good teams. They only dominate bad teams. It's that lack of consistency, right? And I am, dude, I'm with you on that. I'm totally with you on that. And that's what's so frustrating. But that is why no unit on this entire football team, in my opinion, is more important to what's going to happen on Saturday than the offensive line. We are right there on the same page on that one, Ryan. They've got to play consistently. They've got to be play physical. They've got to be assignment correct. They've got, they can't go block, 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 minus four. Block, 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 minus five. Like we've seen, like we saw last week, to be honest with you. It's got to be consistent. They've got to be assignment correct. Here's the second part of it. As I said before, this is a game where you have to be, you have to set the tone. You have to be trendsetters. You have to, you have to be the unit that comes out and says, we are going to, we, we are, we are mad. We are not at, not at fans, not at coaches, not at, you know, disrespect from USC, none of that. If you're an offensive lineman at Notre Dame, here's where your anger should lie. When you look in the mirror, that dude looking back at you, that was your problem on Saturday night. It wasn't Joe Rudolph's problem completely. I mean, obviously the offensive line coach has got to do a much better job of getting you prepared. 
but you've got to look in the mirror and say, did I do everything that I can do to continue this tradition that, that exists at Notre Dame, which is why I came here in the first place. And the answer across the board, even for the guys that think they played well is no, because it's about unit strength and unit pride. And if the Notre Dame football team is going to win this game on Saturday, it's because the offensive line on Tuesday's practice in today's practice in Thursday's practice is the is a physical punishing pissed off group. And then Friday walkthroughs, they're locked in Saturday walkthroughs, they're locked in. But then they come out in this game on Saturday and they say, this is this isn't going to be a seven on seven throw the ball all over the field game, okay? Yeah, we're going to throw into all that, but this is going to be grown man football today. This is big boy football. And do you want a piece of that or not? That's what the challenge needs to be. And if USC answers it, then they answer it. But you've got to force them to answer it. you got to force them to come out and say, we're going to come right at you. We're going to run it down your throat. We're going to come off the line. We're going to play as one, but we're going to play as a dominant one. And we're going to punch you in the mouth. And the probably the greatest game I've ever seen an offensive line play at Notre Dame was not BC, where they ran for over 500 yards. It was 2017 USC. And it wasn't just the results. They ran for 377 yards that game. Right, It was a, a dominant, dominant performance. But the Notre Dame run game had a lot of games like that in 2017. As I mentioned, you look at Notre Dame in 2017, they ran for 422 against Temple, 515 against Boston College, 182 against Michigan State, who was the number two rush defense in the country that year, 333 against Miami of Ohio, 341 against North Carolina, 318 against an NC State team that all four starting defensive linemen were drafted in the fourth round or higher, 380 against Wake Forest. But something was different about that USC game. It wasn't just the numbers, 377 yards. They took USC's soul in that game. There were moments, and I've talked about this in the third quarter, where Rasheem Green basically kind of had his Roberto Duran no Moss moment, where he was getting blocked by Quentin Nelson, who was just kit, crushing him all game. He just started turning his back to him and just, you know, whatever, you got this. And Notre Dame ran it away. Took their souls because they physically beat him up. I don't think this USC team is going to quit like that. This is a tougher team. This is a tougher or tougher mentality team, in my opinion. I believe it to be anyway. Um, but you need to come out and punch them in the face, figuratively speaking, and do it all game long. That's just kind of that's that's where we need to be. That's where we need to be. If they can do that to start this football game, then Notre Dame is going to have a chance to really come out and. Um, and, and dominate this football game. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of the Irish Breakdown podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? Like you're laying in bed at night with your mind racing a thousand miles per hour and you just can't sleep? Like when you know what you should do, what's good for you, but you just can't do it. Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. 
And if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. When you get there, just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Irish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Irish. Second group on offense that needs to step up in this game. To me, it's it's not even a group. It's a guy, and that's Sam Hartman. Now, when I look at Sam Hartman in this game and I look at how he's played in recent weeks, he's not played well. He hasn't. He didn't play well last week against Louisville. He didn't play very well against Duke. He stepped up in the late in the game when it mattered most, but he hasn't played well lately, and it's not all his fault. I mean, he's got he's getting pressured and all that, but look, Sam Hartman has got to do a better job. I'm breaking down the Louisville game, and the fact of the matter is there's just not – there's just too many missed opportunities to me where there are open guys, but he's not getting the ball where he needs to go to. He's starting to lock in on receivers. He's starting to, you know, rush some of his reads because I think the the pressure is getting to him. And when I mean pressure, I don't mean the pressure of being at Notre Dame or the moment. It's more of the literal pressure from the defense. And there's a lack of trust right now that Sam Hartman has in his offensive line and his, and his wide receivers. And that's got to change. You can't catch the ball for guys. You have to throw the ball. There were too many times last week where he's got to be willing to take some of those shots and not stare down certain guys. Now, part of that might be how he's being coached. And this is one of those things where Notre Dame has got to figure out a way to let Sam Hartman get back to being Sam Hartman. I mean, that's just the reality of it. He's got to, he's got to, dude, you got nothing to lose now. Go out and play, play ball, have fun. They've got to, they've got to turn him loose. This is just like everybody's, you know, what's are super tight right now. And Notre Dame's not able to, to come out and, and have the success uh, running the football. Um, and just, they're just, they're not able to have the success running the football. Uh, that they've they've had and thrown the football that they need to have. The pass game has to be better. The pass game has to step up. The pass game has to be more effective. Yes, they need to run the football, and all those things are true. But at some point in time, the pass game has to start protecting the run game a little bit. And this is a very vulnerable secondary, a very vulnerable defense. And Sam Hartman needs to be the guy that says, "Hey guys, I got you this week. All right, just go do your job, and I got you this week. I'm going to get the ball where it needs to go to." I'm not going to be stressed about turning the ball over. No, you can't turn the ball over, but you can't be stressed about turning the ball over. You've got to come in this situation and say, I got you. If you go out and do what you need to do, I got you. If that means you need to pull Tobias Merriweather or Chris Tyree or Jordan Faison or Braylon James or Jaden Greathouse or Rico Flores, whoever, aside and, and put some extra work in, then put the extra work in. But you got to get on the same page. And, and if he's able to be that leader and that playmaker, then Notre Dame's going to score a lot of points in this game. So uh, I'm not going to belabor it too much other than just say Sam Hartman's got to be a guy this week. He's got to be the guy that you brought him in here to be this week. The other part is you've got to let him be that guy. That's a different That's a different conversation. I'm actually, to be honest with you, I'm a little more worried about that than I am about whether or not Sam Hartman's going to step up and, and, and step up to the moment. Um, 
if he's allowed to be that guy, which means get out of his way, stop with the whole we're conservative and we're, you know, we, we're so afraid to make a mistake. If you were, if you were willing to throw the deep ball against some of the other opponents that's that weren't good, then you can't be afraid to throw the deep ball in the big games. That's just got to be who you are. That's what the kid was as good as anybody in college football last year at is throwing the deep ball, throwing the deep ball outside. Okay. And, and it's like this staff is completely unwilling to, to throw back shoulders. It's always like lead and they look, let this kid go, let this kid throw. There's going to be incompletions. There's going to be breakups. Let this kid throw the football. And when Sam gets that chance, he's got to put him on his shoulders and say, I got this. I got this. And that's what they need to do. And if he, if he is, and he steps up, then this could be a great night. That's where a lot of my optimism comes from. And my third guy, and some of you are going to think I'm nuts and some of you are going to, you know, whatever, but I'm telling you right now, I don't know if it's a feeling I have about watching film or if it's just more wishful thinking about what needs to happen. But the fact of the matter is, is Notre Dame is Tobias Merriweather is going to have a breakout someday. He's going to have it, whether it's this year at Notre Dame or somewhere else down the road. I don't know when that's going to come, but it, it, to me, if you're the Notre Dame coaching staff and you're looking at your team and you're looking at your football players and you're looking at the guys and how they match up, if you are not looking at your team and you're not coming away with saying this kid, number five, we've got to get going. We've got to find a way to get him going. If you're not doing that, then you're not doing this coaching thing right. I'm sorry. I'm so tired of the the players got to do this and the players got to do that. You missed a million opportunities early in the season to get him and Chris Tyree more involved in the offense, a million opportunities, and you chose not to do it. You chose to do something different. You chose to try to force feed other things. I don't know why. doesn't make any sense, but that's what you chose to do. But the fact of the matter is your pass game will never be what it's capable of being this year if you don't find a way to get Tobias Merriweather going. Because if you don't, here's what happens. And no, he's not transferring. I'm saying if you don't – a breakout's going to come. If Notre Dame throws him to the side and he decides to go somewhere else, then that's what will happen. It's, I'm making a point, okay? Uh, but if here's the deal, okay? If, you're, if you want Rico Flores and Jaden Greathouse to be good football players, right now in 2023, they are complementary players. Complementary players right now. Could eventually Jaden Greyhouse become that dude? Absolutely. But right now, he's a complimentary player. Jaden Thomas is a good football player. He's a complimentary player. You've got two guys on your offense right now that have big playability. They have not been big play guys in some instances because of coaching and other instances because they didn't make the plays. Chris Tyree had a big drop this past week, although he's caught everything else to come his way. Tobias has had a couple drops, although – there's been plenty of opportunities where the ball hasn't come his way. He's got to step up this week. Tobias Merriweather's got to step up this week. So, you know, the coach has got to design chances for him to get the football. They've got to push him this week. They got to build game things into the game plan to get him the football down the field on the outside, down the field over the middle, intermediate stuff over the middle. They've got to find ways to get him the football. If, if he, to me, he's the whole key. I'm just going to say it. The whole key to the rest of the season to me is that kid right there and how the Notre Dame coaching staff handles him. If they come into this game and say, hey, look, we've got to get him going. No more. We're just going to run the offense and whoever's there, it's just, you know, plug and play and we're just going to run the offense. No. The great team say, these are the talented players I have. I'm going to build them up. I'm going to get them ready to go. I'm going to coach them up and we're going to put them in position to be successful. That's your job as a coach. 
And you've got to get number five going because if he gets going and catches four balls for 85 yards, five balls for 120 yards, whatever the case may be, three balls for 100 yards, I don't care. But if he steps up and has some big plays, it makes your slot position more effective. It makes your boundary position more effective. It makes your tight ends more effective. It makes your run games more effective because right now teams know they're not throwing that that route right now. They're not throwing to that guy right now. Right there, they know that Notre Dame is not going to game plan to get number five the ball. Last week is a perfect example. They're running a flood concept, and the safety is just staring right at Chris Tyree because he knows they're not going to throw the go route on there. Tobias Merriweather comes screaming off the line. The the safety's in front of him, kind of slow pedaling. Tobias is going full gear. If Sam just launches that ball down the field, there's no way the safety can flip and run and get to that ball. It's a touchdown if Tobias catches it, which I'll get to. But he was locked in, and he threw the corner. It almost got it got broken up. Almost got picked off. You know, the fact of the matter is, is you have to get the ball to him. You have to game plan to get him the football. And if he doesn't step up this week, then I understand you've got to make some decisions. That's the second part. If you, if the coaches do that, if the coaches say, "Hey, five, we need you. We need you to step up this week," then it's up to him to step up. I actually think he did last week. When you go back and watch the film, he was running hard. He was coming off the line with purpose. He was coming off the line with urgency. All the things I've been complaining about all year from him. He only got thrown one ball, didn't catch it, right? But he's going to have to come out and play well because if the coaches do all the things we talked about and then he doesn't catch the ball, then it's kind of like, okay, well, that was a waste of time. He's got to step up too because I truly believe if the X or the, it's actually the Z now, but if the Z position and Tobias Merriweather steps up in this game and provides a vertical threat, because that's what that position needs to do more, more than anything else, the X, the Z position has to be a vertical threat, has to be a big play threat. If he's willing to do that, if they're willing to do that with that position, and if Tobias steps up and if Sam Hartman's willing to throw the football to him, that's what can completely change the outlook of this game. If Notre Dame can start pushing the ball down the field, that's going to open up the run game. If they're able to make some big plays on the football number five, then you know what? They're gonna they're they're they, they can't do what they did last year. Like last year, Notre Dame opened it up the pass game in the second half. But by that point in time, USC had a lead. And there was the, you know, the whole first half, they're just shut down the run, shut down the run, shut down the run. And then Notre Dame was playing catch up the rest of the game. Right. So if you come out this game and you're able to hit some of those plays early. And, and hit some of those big plays early, and all of a sudden Tobias makes a big play. And then now you're on a double post, and that safety is a little bit worried about number five. And all of a sudden you hit Tyree or Jaden Greathouse or Jordan Faison on a little quick post inside, and those guys catch and run. I mean, there's so many things you guys can do, and it, it does so much to just unlock this offense. That's what I start getting fired up about. Now my confidence level in the coaches doing that is unknown at this point. I mean, it's low because I just haven't seen it. We need to see it. Seven games in, we really haven't seen it. They tried to do it a little bit against Duke. Tobias didn't make the plays. But you can't just try it once and then say, ah, it didn't work. Screw it. Let's toss away a 6'4", 205-pound kid that can run. You know, you can't do that. He's got to step up and make plays. They've got to design plays for him. It's a two-way street. It's always a two-way street. You've got to coach these kids up, give them the opportunities, and when they come, you've got to step up and make plays. And that's what Tobias has to show this weekend because if he can step up, and if he can make plays, and if Chris Tyree can be that kind of guy as well, this offense is going to be impossible to stop. And if they had done that against Navy and done that against Tennessee State 
and done that against Central Michigan and forced those things. They actually kind of did it early in Central Michigan, and look what happened. Offense just kind of starts going. Run game wasn't doing a whole lot early. They hit those big plays, and then boom, all of a sudden the run game starts to take off, right? If you'd have done that more, maybe we're in a different situation now. But we're not. We are where we are. But to win this football game, you need number five to be a factor. You need him to to you need to build him into the game plan, and then he has to step up. And if he can't step up in this game, then you realize we can't trust him in, in, in this season. You, you can't, and you've got to figure something out. But you've got to you've got to try to get him going for this game. Has to, has to, has to, has to. And um, I just have I have a feeling, and 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 it's not built on anything. I don't have any intel. This isn't me sharing something that somebody told me, you know, about this. It's like, you know, but I just have a feeling that if if they do that, what I'm saying, that this it's gonna it's gonna be a big night for him, and then that's gonna make everything better. And I even for Sam Hartman, if Sam Hartman can finally get that X position Z position going, that's gonna take a lot of pressure off him as well. Is going to make him a much more effective player. So it really gets me fired up about what it can be. Maybe that's just wishful thinking. Like maybe it is. Maybe it is. But we'll see. We'll see if he can be that guy. But they've got to build him into the game plan, and then he's got to step up and do it. That's my that's my breakdown of the Notre Dame offense.